Welcome, Faith family, to our uh, panel discussion on today's sermon. Uh, today's sermon was for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. And I don't know about you, but I've got questions, and these are the guys that are going to answer my questions uh, for me. So let me just start out like we, we normally do, is just tell me how um, today's message kind of spoke to you. Well, it's encouraging to me. Today's uh, sermon at least struck me as just one of those reorienting big picture sermons where it's like, what are you living for? What's, I mean, it's, it's basically as foundational as what's the meaning of life. And for those of you Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fans, it's not 42. It is to glorify God. And, uh, and so just the whole message of, for Paul, to, if he had the chance to live, it was about bringing glory to Christ. It was about loving Christ, loving Christ's people. And to die is gain, because then he'll be with Christ. It's just, it's just one of those refreshing uh, opportunities to really just be like, hey, what is the purpose of my life? What am I li-? And then practically, what am I really living for? Am I living like Christ is my life? So it's just, it's just so good uh, to have that uh, uh, in the sovereignty of God, as Kyle faithfully preaches through the Bible, have one of those sermons where he's really getting you to the, the, the main question of life. Yeah. So that's one of the things that just, uh, it was such a blessing to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I agree. I think Kyle was faithful in just this strong, emphatic nature of Paul's exhortations or uh, uh, Paul's reflections in, in Philippians 1. To, he really does place such a strong desire on, for me to die is gain, mm-hmm. which... It's not natural. <laughs> no, it's not. And it just, it blows my mind. And for Paul, there's just such, such a magnetic... I want to be with Christ, and the only thing grounding him from from that is my utility in proclaiming the gospel of Jesus and serving people here. That's the only reason it makes sense for Paul to be here on earth, uh, is, is to spend myself for the gospel for people in these local churches and proclaiming the gospel so that more people will, will come to faith in Jesus. It's, it's just so extreme. And that's why um, uh, even in the beginning of Kyle's sermon, when he went over those, uh, I think it was three stories, of such extreme um, measures that people took to survive, yeah. <laughs> which were jarring. You're like, Kyle, what do you, what do you, why are you telling me all these uh, sometimes gross stories? It's like, but the lengths to which that people will go to just spend themselves for life we, we have this category of desperation. And for Paul, he is just so eager to, to spend himself for the sake of Christ and the gospel. Uh, and I, Dan, I think you're exactly right. This is one of those big picture uh, sermons. That every text is glorious to, to study and meditate on and to hear a sermon from. But this is one of the ones I just told you all earlier. It just really cut me open. Yeah. yeah. Well, as... Kyle made a statement that, which is true, obviously, that you'll live for something. And we have a bunch of different um, options in our life. And he listed a lot of those. But as I was sitting back there, my question is, Mike, how do I really know what I'm living for? Mm-hmm. How, how, do we, how do we know? Well, what I'm sure there's lots for? of different ways, uh, you know, Kyle mentioned having people in your life that can speak truth to your life or uh, being uh, open, letting others hold you accountable. The, the way that just immediately comes to mind for me in my own life 
is when, uh, sometimes when that area of your life that you're living for is threatened or it's taken away, mm-hmm. how you respond. So what, what causes you to uh, be enraged or what causes you to despair can often be an indication of that's what you're really living for. Because if it's threatened, if it's taken away and you respond with despair or rage, that's probably what you were, you were living for. Whether it's uh, pleasure, where it's uh, pride and accomplishment, or even just having a comfortable, convenient life. You know, I, I see when I'm tempted to be, uh, to lash out and rage at some terrible driver. You know, what is that? I'm just, apparently in, uh, convenience is uh, something that I can be living for, because that's one of the things that'll set me off. Or just certain disappointments, I yeah. know. Like, hmm, is that, you know, obviously we grieve, there's disappointments, there's suffering in the Christian life, but uh, that's one way to find out what you're living for, what, what your idols are, if it's anything other than Christ. Mm. Amen. What, uh, one of my favorite uh, song lyrics from a group called Beautiful Eulogy says, the heart of having is revealed in the losing of things. And it's exactly what you said. Like it just, it exposes with such clarity. And uh, I was also thinking of Jesus's words in Luke eight fourteen, when he's talking about the parable of the sower. And he says, and for, as for those that fell among the thorns, there are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life and their fruit does not mature. And so how, how do I know what, what I'm treasuring. I love how Kyle said, you know, what, whatever gets you high stepping out of bed in the morning. And I was just thinking like, man, who high steps out of bed? But, it's, <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it really like alerted me. It, it helped you don't me. high step going to PT? <laughs> <laughs> I track my feet. Um, <laughs> you know, but but what, what do I catch myself daydreaming about? Yeah. Like what, what do I catch myself being distracted and just like fantasizing about? Like oh, I can't wait for And like, and if it's not Jesus, mm-hmm. it's just clearly revealing where, where my... Where my uh, treasures are, that's where my heart is also. So it brings me to my, my next question is, um, the, obviously the, the ultimate answer to there's a lot of options is we need to let it be Christ, as, as Kyle said. And he, and he talked that, that Christ needs to be of value for us, even a treasure to us. And to be honest, that may not be an everyday thing for me. I may wake up and I may, how do I, how do I cultivate that? How do I make Christ truly a treasure? Yeah. Well, it's an important truth. And then today, sermons like today are wonderful reminders. And, and we can hold on to that and treasure that. But on a daily basis, like, uh, you know, there is no silver bullet other than what uh, the Puritans used to call the ordinary means of grace. Mm-hmm. Those faithful daily routines. Because yeah. that's the thing. We need to remind ourselves of what we should be living for, what we should value. And that's why it's important to not be spiritual lone rangers. Well, we need to be part of a local church. We need to weekly be under the preaching of God's word, like meaty sermons, like we heard yeah. from Kyle today. We need to have some sort of Bible, personal Bible reading program. Not with the goal of acquiring theological knowledge or even just Bible knowledge or even having some little uh, thought that gets us through the day, but to just know God and to remind ourselves of what truly is important. Uh, That's why we need the scriptures. And then to pray for it. Just pray that God will help us value him. That's a wonderful prayer that God is longing to uh, answer is that we would just value. So much of the Christian life is just valuing things properly. Temporal things, uh, valuing them properly, and also maybe seeing the eternal uh, way, ways that they can be invested for eternity. 
and then just valuing God supremely. And it, it takes effort because our, just like our natural flesh wants to preserve its earthly life at all costs, it, it, our, our, our flesh, our earthly life just wants to focus on the things of this world. And so we've just got to constantly remind ourselves of what we should be valuing, which is Christ above all else. Amen. I just have to second that. that it's, it's nothing that we don't already know, mm. namely it's the ordinary means yep. of spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. within the context of the local church, the prayers of the saints. And even, and this is, a, this is a helpful thing for me, when we're hearing rich sermons or we're studying scripture, like th- these are means of grace, uh, the, the end result isn't for me to learn, here's what else I need to do. Mm. Right. It's, and, and Kyle does as well, he's putting Christ on display from his word, mm-hmm. meant to not get us to do more things first. It's behold Christ and how, how could our affections not be warmed for him? Yeah. Don't we view him as compelling and as beautiful? He mentioned uh, one of Piper's first sermons, uh, and he preached from this text you know, when he was candidating at Bethlehem Baptist Church. Uh, another one of uh, Piper's first in that church he was preaching from, I think it was Ephesians 2. He, just wanted, he said, I'm going to hold up Christ in this text like a, like a multifaceted jewel. And I just want to twist it, the jewel in the light. We see yeah. different aspects just to behold and, and um, be stunned by Christ's beauty. Yeah. I think that's how it starts. And related to that, I know we give some recommendations, but I know the folks here at Faith Family hear us uh, quote John Piper on a regular basis. There's a reason for that. And this is really his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. This is where I really, this emphasis on just delighting in God and delighting in Christ specifically just as an end in and of itself, I really learned this from John Piper. I remember the the gateway, my gateway drug <laughs> to John Piper was a little book called uh, Seeing and Savoring Jesus Christ, which I highly recommend. If, you, if you've, some of you have never read Piper, in addition to today's uh, recommendation in the order of worship, the uh, Don't Waste Your Life, which is really good. Seeing and Savoring Jesus Christ, it's really short. You can get a used copy on Amazon, or you can get it digitally for free from Desiring God. But really, this is the theme that permeates all of John Piper's preaching and his writing, is just delight in God or desire God as an end in and of itself. Yeah. And many of once you get that heart motive right, now you're ready in a place to think about all the things that you should do as an implication of that. So uh, if that's uh, something that some of you want to explore, the writings and ministry of John Piper are, and of course, if you're more historically, theologically bent, he, he, he admits that he got this idea from Jonathan Edwards. So if you want to go even a few hundred years further back, go there too. And, and one of the things I would say, um, I guess the warning part, is if you have no affection, you need to examine yourself yes. closely. Yes. doesn't mean that every day, uh, we've just said that. We know that there are days that, whatever you want to say, I'm not necessarily feeling that. But at the core of who I am, there's an, a, a, an affection for Christ and God as themselves. But if I don't have that, I need to, be, I need to examine um, myself, my salvation. I, I, I truly believe that. All right. The, um, as, he, as he went through the truths... And I, I told you all I got kind of on this one because I, this one's a hard one for me sometimes. He said, when Christ is your life, you have reason to rejoice. I believe that. I don't have no, I, there's no non-belief in that. But man, I know if something disrupts my life this week, something bad disrupts my life, the farthest thing from my mind is rejoicing. 
If I find out that a loved one is uh, dying, I, I, so obviously I need, to, I need help getting myself on a daily basis to understand that I, I, I do have something to rejoice in. How do I do that? I think it's an amazing question. It's an important question. People are asked, uh, rightly ask it regularly. And, I, and there's a sense I can answer it in one word, gospel. <laughs> it's one of those things we need. This is why we need the gospel. The gospel isn't just the sales pitch that we believe right. to become a Christian. It's something that I love how Martin Lloyd-Jones says, you need to preach the gospel to yourself yep. on a regular basis because yes. we're so forgetful. It's not just the initiation into Christianity. It's what uh, gives us the motivation to live the Christian life. It grounds us, it humbles us, and it gives us joy, ultimately. So when you, whenever, whatever you're dealing with, when you re realize that what's the gospel, it's that I deserve hell. I deserve an eternity of excruciating hell and, and separation from a holy God forever. But God intervened. Jesus Christ offered himself as a substitute bearing the penalty that I could not fulfill myself. And I can experience that forgiveness simply by faith, not of any of my own uh, goodness, but sh surely by uh, uh, faith and by his grace. And that grace, I've been loved in a way that I do not deserve. That's what should give us joy. I mean, if there's, when we think of that, that is the thing that we can always go to and realize, hey, whatever I'm going through, I have that settled, and that should give me joy. And then also, just as we deal with the tragedies the disappointments, even just the inconveniences of life, or we experience injustice. We can say, hey, we've, we've got a frame to, to fit that in. Okay, we know that's a fallen world. We know that there's injustice as a result of sin. We know that God's going to deal with it in his good time. He's got a purpose in this, and we can still grieve uh, appropriately when, when God leads suffering into our lives, and we can resent injustice and do whatever is in our power to address that. But in the end, we know that God, uh, we, we have that gospel helps us understand, uh, mentally grapple with uh, what we're dealing with in the here and now. And it gives us that assurance that the most important things are taken care of in the gospel. And that's why we need, we need the gospel. That's why Christ, uh, Kyle and I don't just try to preach faithful exposition or, uh, expository sermons. We also always want it to be gospel-centered gospel -centered, and yeah. always connect it to the gospel because that's what will humble us. It's what will give us our joy. Amen. I mean, how do you follow that? Uh, I mean, I, I, I very much agree. Uh, the two things that come to my mind are, to kind of use a military analogy, when you're going into a combat zone, you're not going to say, hey, let's just wing it once we get there. Let's not prep or rehearse or, you know, talk about different battle drills or courses of action or actions on the objective. Uh, we're just, we'll know what to do in the moments. That's where, no one ever does that. Uh, military believes uh, you have unlimited opportunities at rehearsals. Uh, one opportunity to actually execute. And, and one of the functions of meditating on God's word and sitting under faithful preaching is, uh, you know, for example, we, maybe we're not in a season of suffering right now. This is our opportunity to learn and train that and, and shape our worldview according to scripture so that when the fiery trial descends yep. upon us, we're not surprised. That's a good, yeah, you know? very good point. Um, and so this is the opportunity now to prepare for it's, it's not a question of if but when. Yeah. We're Spoiler alert next week, what we're going to see at the end of Philippians is God gifts us not only faith, but also suffering. Mm. It's a gift. Yes. How? Yeah. Kyle's going to answer that question next week. I don't want to try to tackle that. The second thing uh, uh, that I can think of in response to the question is, how did Paul uh, answer it? Namely, in the end of 18 and 19. 
He says, yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will, return, this will turn out for my deliverance. Paul depended on people in the local church to pray for him to ensure his joy in Jesus. And we need that as well. And because maybe it, when suffering happens or trials occur and I'm just indulging in myself despair and depression, the thing I need then is the, is the gospel lived out through uh, church members and uh, to, to remind me to turn away from my self-centered despair and depression and just gaze upon Christ and remind me of the truths of the gospel. Paul needed prayer from people in the local church. So do we when uh, we go through times of difficulty. And, you know, one thing, I guess, just from being a little older, living life a little longer, you can rejoice through tears. Mm. You can rejoice through sobs. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the core of who we are, we know that all these rights, wrongs will be made right. All the tears will be wiped away. So, guys, I appreciate it. I hope, personally, that uh, there comes a, at the end of my life, if, if God allows, that I, the last words on my lip are gain. That's important to me. And so I appreciate you, faith family, to sit in and, and, and sharing with us today. Meditate on this word. Spend time uh, in, in the passage that uh, Kyle went over this week. And let's begin to learn not just to intellectually know these things, but to live these things out. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.